News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. If you want to cut back your spending, it makes sense to focus on the biggest core expenses. Food is undeniably one of those. If you're ruled by your taste buds like I sometimes am, it might even be your number one expense. Eating good food is one of the great joys in life, and nobody wants to give that up. But the average New Zealand family wastes $500 of food in a year, and because that's an average, some of us waste far more. So there are savings to be made if you know the storage tricks, the seasonal tactics, and how to work with your family dynamic. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Jenny Marshall, Project Manager for Love Food, Hate Waste. Now, one of the, the big three, they often talk about the big three things that people spend their money on is your house, your transport, your food. What are some of the biggest culprits when it comes to blowing out the food budget? Sure. So I think the the thing that really helps us to blow out our food budgets is when we go to the supermarket and we haven't taken a shopping list with us and we see specials and we see things that are new and exciting and we just kind of pick up all these things and think, oh, I'll have this or I'll try this or that's on special. And we went in thinking that we might spend $100 and somehow we come out with, you know, $250. Yes. Um, <laughs> and some of those things might be big ticket items like meat or fish. And sometimes there might be lots of smaller things like crackers and chips and I'll try this dip and all those small things they can really add up to a lot of money of food that you don't necessarily need to have bought. Yeah, there's a few things you mentioned there that I think are interesting, and particularly the specials. If you don't need to buy it, it's maybe not saving you that much. It might be delicious, but a special on its own isn't necessarily a good idea to put something in your trolley, right? That's right. And so what we do in our household, for example, is if we see a special, we're like, oh, can I fit it in the freezer? Mm. And so we um, have gone out and bought ourselves a little kind of mini um, chest freezer um, so we can take advantage of all those specials. But what we do is we freeze it until we need it. So that's a really good way that you can still take advantage of those specials and save money. But then you've got the food for ready when you need it. So particularly, you know, things like meat, you can sometimes see a really good special on meat, but you might already have meat at home. That's a great one to, to put in the freezer and then just bring it out the day before and, and use it up. Yes, Absolutely. Nobody obviously wants to live like a monk and to feel deprived because, you know, things like meat, they are the bigger ticket items. But some people don't want to go vegetarian, although I would point out you can go vegetarian part time. It could be good for your health as well. But are there food substitutions or lifestyle changes that you can make where you maybe won't even feel like you're going without? Sure. So I think one thing that we need to think about is is portion size, just how much mm-hmm. of something we're eating. Firstly, because if you often if you cook too much um, and you have leftovers, you're not always bothered to kind of save them and use them up the next day. Or that's yeah. a really good way to <laughs> save money and not waste food. Um, so things, your big ticket items, things like meat, for example, which we are more expensive. Just even thinking about having smaller portions of meat in your servings and then bulk it out with something else. So you can add in some beans, you can add in some lentils, you can, um, a really good example, we always think about this with mince. You know, if you grate up some carrot and celery and put it into your mince as well, also an excellent way to smuggle those vegetables in for those children who would rather run a mile than eat a vegetable. Yes. <laughs> so I think, yeah, look at thinking about, you know, maybe having a little bit less of the expensive things mm-hmm. and then a little bit more of the cheaper things so you still get that flavour and that taste. And once again, looking for those really well-timed specials 
so that you're like, right, if it's on special, we'll get it. But if it's not, then we'll just wait for another week. Mm. I've got to say, my husband has recently got into, he does the cooking in our household. I can't be trusted, apparently. But um, he's recently gotten into grating broccoli into everything as a way of getting more greens into our diet. But I'm always the one who's put in charge of grating the broccoli. And I must say, that's not the most fun job in the world. I would rather grate a carrot, something that doesn't fall apart in your hands. But that's just me airing my marital problems on the podcast. Food wastage, right? I mean, that's obviously you guys' big thing. Comes in unexpected forms sometimes. Are there things that people throw out that could be perfectly good to be eating? Yeah, sure. And I think there's a lot of things where we just kind of, and I I love that you mentioned broccoli, because until I got involved with this campaign three or four years ago, I didn't realize that you could eat broccoli stalks. Oh, yeah. Because no one had ever you know, offered me or taught me that you could eat broccoli stalks. Um, I also have to confess that I used to think you could only eat the white part of a leek. And you've got all of the green part of the leek that's perfectly fine, tastes exactly the same once it's cooked up. And so there I was kind of throwing out two-thirds of the leek completely inadvertently because I just didn't realise that it it was edible. Mm. So I think, um, you know, looking at those vegetables, you know, leeks is a good example, broccoli is a good example, um, Celery as well, you know, often we just eat the, the celery stalks, but all those celery leaves, they're a really good substitute for parsley in your cooking. So if a recipe calls for parsley and you don't have any, you can put your those celery leaves in there as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the worst culprit we have is, is bread. Um, and in New Zealand, we throw out a huge amount of bread every year, something yeah. like 20 million loaves of equivalent of bread. We buy and just get thrown away uneaten. And um, and one of the biggest culprits is crusts and bread ends. You know, I cut that bread end and you think, oh, it's a little bit too thin to toast. So, oh, I can't be bothered with it. I'll throw it away. Or if you've got um, children who don't want to eat their crusts or if you make, you know, this time of year asparagus rolls and you kind of cut off all the crusts to make those beautiful asparagus rolls. But there's so much that you can do with um, those bread crusts. You can turn them into breadcrumbs and then use it to bulk out maybe a meatloaf or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a really nice um, recipe that Annabelle Langbine does, which she uses like a gratin, a sprinkle Ooh. on top with um, lemon and parsley. So that's really nice at this time of year as well. Um, the recipe for that's on the Love Food Hate Waste website for anyone who wants right. to find it. Um, but there's another really great recipe that we have as well for bread chips. So basically you take the bread crusts, you sprinkle them with sugar and cinnamon, pop them in the oven, or you have a savoury version with parmesan mm-hmm. and a little bit of parsley and garlic. And so that's a way to take something that you would normally be throwing out and actually turn it into a treat for your children. I'm super into that. That sounds yum. All right. What about you've mentioned a little bit there about things like getting the meat on special and freezing it. And I think particularly at the moment we're recording this in summer and there's so much. It is quite bountiful in New Zealand in the summer and you can nip down to the farmer's market and you can get all sorts of things. And if you don't take advantage of that and store it right, you've just got a bunch of mouldy food sitting there. So what do you need to know to take advantage of specials, take advantage of summer, and then actually not have your food go off? How do you store it? Sure. And that's really important, as you said, at this time of year when, you know, if you leave things out on the bench. And I'm sure Mm. we've all had that experience of having that beautiful fruit bowl and we've got all our peaches and apricots in it and you pick the peach up to eat it, turn it over and it's all gone mouldy underneath and you didn't even realise. So my tip for summer fruit is store those peaches and nectarines and plums in the fridge. They're going to last kind of six to seven times longer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but just bring them out the night before. So we eat fruit for breakfast in our house. Bring them out the night before. Then they've warmed up to room temperature, so they taste equally delicious um, the next day. So at this time of the year, rather than having a fruit bowl on display, have a vegetable bowl on display. Now, that might kind of sound a bit odd, but tomatoes, aubergines and peppers do better stored at room temperature. So they don't like to be in the fridge so much. So if you're running out of room in the fridge, those are the three foods that I would pull out of your fridge and put into your fruit bowl. Another key tip is to keep your bananas in a completely separate part of the kitchen to anything else. Because bananas, when they ripen, release a gas called ethylene. And that is something that ripens everything else. So great if you've got a a rock-hard avocado, put it next to your bananas and it will ripen up more quickly. But if you've got other things like peaches or tomatoes that you don't want to ripen as quickly, then just keep them well away from your bananas. I've done that banana avocado trick before and it works. works. Yeah. Absolutely works. But only do it with one avocado at a time. Otherwise, you, yeah, there goes your house deposit. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, all of these changes, people might think these sound like small things, but I always feel like if you take a few, like make one lifestyle change each week and you build up and build up until you're living much more sustainably together, it's quite powerful, right? It is. And that's what we found. So when we kind of talk about how much food is wasted in New Zealand, um, Mm -hmm. it's $820 million worth of food that households throw out each year. But every household is only kind of throwing out about $500 worth of food a year, which is for some households is a lot. Mm. Other people listening in might be like, oh, yeah, sure, $500. Yeah, I can afford to, to waste that. But if we make all make small changes, then it really will bring down the amount of food that we are wasting. Mm-hmm. And like another really simple thing at this time of year, we're all having barbecues and you all have these kind of party platters and you put out three or four different kinds of hummus. Uh-huh. No, because you feel you should. And then you kind of at the end of the evening, you've got all these half eaten hummuses left and you're kind of like, well, what am I going to do with them all? Hummus freezes really, really well. So at this time of the year, when you might want to be going out for an all day picnic, Freeze your leftover hummus from your party. And then when you're going for a picnic, if you pop it into your chili bin, it will keep your chili bin and the rest of the food there colder for much longer. And then by lunchtime, it's kind of perfectly ready to use. So it's really small, simple things like that that will save you time, that will save you money, and Mm -hmm. then end up to far less food going to landfill. Yeah, it's funny when you say about the um, some people might have $500 a year that they feel like they don't mind wasting. I look at that and I'm like, well... Maybe, but I could go to the movies $200 more often and I could put $300 more into an index fund than I usually would and that's all things that I would quite like to do. Why would you spend it on food that's going in the bin? It's pointless. Yeah, and and some families, so about 20% of New Zealand are what we call high food wasters and they're uh-huh. throwing out more than $1,000 worth of food uh-huh. a year. So for anyone Gives who's kind conniptions. of, I know, listening in, you're more likely to be a high food waster if you've got children under the age of 15, oh, yes. if you've got um, five or six people living in your household because people are coming and going at different times and you don't know who's going to be home for dinner or, and who's not, um, young people aged 18 to 24 living away from home for the first time, mm. maybe don't know how to cook so well, maybe a kind of learning all those skills and obviously you know people who earn a huge amount of money you know tend to waste more food as well so I suppose if you are in in one of those groups you know just try to be a little bit more mindful and kind of get a sense of well you know are we throwing out too much and what could we be doing differently it's interesting what you mentioned there about the the kids under 15 or the five or six people in your house so family dynamics must play a huge role in this how I guess you just have to suck it up and, and try to face the family politics, or is, is there a shortcut on that? 
Well, there's one really shortcut that I like if you've got teenagers, because oh, I don't know if, if you've got children or teenagers yourself. But Not teen- for me. <laughs> <laughs> teenagers, when they're hungry, will open the fridge and they kind of raid it. And quite often, whatever you've got planned for dinner that night may have disappeared. Oh, yes. So one of the tricks that we have is creating an eat me first shelf or an eat me first space in the fridge, clearly marked eat me first. And there you put in any leftovers, anything that you're happy for them to kind of eat up. Mm-hmm. What that means is, is that they know where to graze from in the fridge and all that food that you've bought for the evening meal, you'll still have left to cook with at the evening meal. So that's a really simple thing. Just having a shelf where you're like, yep, anything that's on here, you're more than welcome to eat up or I want you to eat up. Mm-hmm. So that when your hungry teenagers do come home from school or come home from work, they kind of know, right, I, this is where I should start on on demolishing the fridge. Yes, yes. I don't have teenagers myself, but I remember doing that as a teenager. I think my mum would have quite liked the Eat Me First shelf. Hey, thank you so much. That's Jenny Marshall from Love Food Hate Waste. Now, if you have a question about this or any other money topic or money adjacent, come and talk to me about it. I'm on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter at Francis Cook, and Instagram at Francis Cook NZ. Send me your question. Might become a future podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Cooking the Books on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio or Stitcher. And until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.